Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 11 of the Game Gravy Rewind podcast. My name's Anthony. With me tonight is Michael and Jeffrey. How's it going, guys? And this is, uh, you know, being episode 11 kind of brings back a little bit of old memories of uh, when me and Jeff used to go to 7-Eleven at like 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Getting those subs, eating those donuts they're about to throw away. (laughs) Yep, watching South Park when we got home. With our Slurpees. Good stuff. Yep. Um, uh, anyway, so we're going to anyway. get into uh, what we've been playing this week. Um, I'm gonna, I'll, right. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off to Mike. Alright, I'll start. Um, I've been playing Styx, Master of Shadows. And um, it's a pretty fun game. I'm playing it on Steam on my PC. And uh, it's about a assassin goblin. It's kind of like Assassin's Creed-ish with the way the controls work. But you're a goblin. And you're trying to get the the tree of life am, amber that's in the center of the city i don't know the story is pretty unique and, and different um but i'll tell you what the controls for assassin's creed that were glitchy like the the certain parts that made everybody mad that kind of was fixed with this this kind of game so it's really smooth and easy to play and i'm having a lot of fun with it and there's cool abilities like you can turn invisible um and you can clone yourself to like go further in in into the like uh, and scout out like a level area or distract a guard or you know or do or just do something so you can slip by them so it's a pretty interesting game i like it um you'll see a review for that coming up shortly who developed it uh the um off the top of my head i forget i couldn't add that in the podcast notes but i'll let you know Did, did okay, you say i know it was published by focus home i know that much um, oh yeah, Focus Home Interactive. Yeah. Well, they published it. I, I'm not sure who developed it. Um, it, is it is it based around like the River Sticks? Is that like kind of where they get the name from it from? I don't think so. I'm not sure what that is. To be honest with you. It's a. Uh, it's like the, it's like a river back in like, um, they consider it like the river of the underground. Like to get like you took that to get to Hades. It's like Greek mythology. Oh, maybe I, I don't know. That's could that could be why behind it. He's a mean looking. Uh, goblin though that's for sure <laughs> i'm just curious because so. it's kind of a weird name like i was kind of wondering how they were how they were um... cyanide studios is the is the is the shop that developed it who was it cyanide studio do you know if they did anything else well yeah they have um hold on i will pull up the roster here but is, is the title cyanide character name sticks is that it, i like i'm just curious. yeah that's his name. Okay, so, uh, okay, so that's where they were getting going with the sticks thing. Because I was like, that's kind of a unique title for a game. Isn't so I was kind of wondering where they were going with it. Isn't it um, Master yeah. of Shadows or something? Is that what it's called? That's what I said. Oh, okay. Sticks, Master no, that's what of Shadows. Like, that, that makes yeah, me... Cyanide does Blood Bowl and and Dungeon Bowl. Um, they do Dogs of War Online. Uh, they do a lot of okay. So so stuff. so they I definitely have experience in the game industry. They're not new. Oh, for sure. They've been around for a while. Um, they've done a few sports games too. So. That's cool. What were you gonna say, Jeff? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say the Master of Shadows makes me think of Thief for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a pretty awesome game. I mean, I would recommend checking it out. They had a lot of fun, punny ads that that went out. You know, like their Assassin Green videos that are on YouTube. So. <laughs> Is the game itself um? humorous or is it more serious tone yeah no it's got some shtick to it it's 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 kind of funny but it's serious at the same time and it's this the story is pretty decent like i said it it pulled me in where i was like playing the demo and then i just 
lost track of time. I got I got pulled into this the actual gameplay and story and made it. It was really fun. So awesome. is that PS4 um, or Steam? Um, it's on PS4, PC, um, and Xbox One. I, I think it's okay, actually so it's, it's next gen. It's on sale right now on PSN yeah, if you have a PS gen. Plus. I think for twenty six dollars. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so definitely worth checking out. Focus Home is kind Season of like. As a publisher, they kind of like they they bring bigger titles than your indie developers. I've noticed, but not as, not maybe not quite as in scale or as in scope of like your AAA. They're kind of like the in between. <laughs> they're kind of yeah. They're they're, they're kind of like they're they're like one step below the AAA, but they're one step above the indies. Yeah. Yeah, it's the larger indies. Yeah, the the bigger ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they they actually represent a bunch of different. Um, games from like the Sherlock Holmes Crimes and Punishment game to Farming Simulator and Sticks and uh, Blood Bowl uh, and also Deathwing Space Hulk game nice but yeah um let's see the other game I've been playing more of is Smash Brothers uh 3DS on a 3DS and um I'm liking it I've been trying out all those other options uh it, it unlocks really cool different things in the game like weapons and outfits and all that crap uh, I haven't tried the online feature yet because I don't know anybody else that plays it online, and I'm not really in the mood to try to play against random people right now. Some of our uh, so. <laughs> friends over at Infendo play it, so maybe you can shoot them a message. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah Holly like and some of the other people over there I know play it, so. Okay, that's perfect then, since you're too cheap to get it. <laughs> 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 you should, I think. So yeah, what's what, what's the um? I know you say you can unlock outfits and weapons. Um, what like how do they do mm-hmm. the outfits in the game? Are, are they just like do you get like six skins per character or something like that, and you have to unlock them all, or how how does that work? I mean, I've got them all from drops doing the special event thing, like the special features. Okay. I forget what it's called off the top. Smash run. Um, yeah, smash. How run is thing. smash run? Um, it's at the. Bo- it's fun. It's different. It's it's like where you're shunt, like running up a whole bunch of different levels. Uh, kind of felt like Metroid level where you're going up and over and down and all these different places and there's bosses all over the isn't place. It, and enemies. Isn't it timed? It is timed. Yeah, it's timed. And you have to kill everybody and get their drops and you unlock things. Like you pretty much go through the whole level to defeat like a boss at the end, like a challenge. And then once you do that, you get a prize. Okay. Um, okay. Which is cool. I, I literally don't really know anything that's going on in that game besides the fact that, you know, it's Smash Brothers, like in some of the, in the unlockable characters. Like, I, I have no clue about unlockable weapons, clothes. Like, I, I've, you know, I've been paying attention to it and mostly the roster reveals. And I know it had the Smash run, which was like the exclusive to the 3DS <laughs> version. But for the most part, I've been kind of just, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. There's just like, for some reason, the only thing that makes me excited about the 3DS game is the fact that the Wii U one's coming. <laughs> like I, I don't know what well, it yeah, is. Yeah, and it connects. I'm on to the same it. page. I don't know. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I killed like a few hours at the airport playing it. I mean, you get to get you get to challenges for every ten levels that you beat, and you can unlock new characters, which is cool. Yeah, I just I, I um, wish there was more of an emphasis on single player because it, the thing is, is like to me, like Smash Brothers is all about multiplayer, and if you don't have any friends local or yeah. anything like that, to me, like that kind of like um, takes away the whole point of Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been playing it single player, and I've been having fun. There's lots of challenges to do, and lots of things to unlock. Yeah, I, w- I was, I always enjoyed the challenges in the other versions. So, I, I, I imagine I would probably the, the enjoy PC's doing that. The PC is not too bad. I mean, some of the CPUs, um, 
enemy, the AI is kind of dumb, and sometimes it's not. It really depends on the difficulty level that you're putting it on. Well, you need to go play online and report back to us and let us know how how the online is. Yeah, for sure. I I do have some complaints about the controls, the way it works. Like it feels clunky on like the grabs and throws and stuff like that. But um, other than that, so far it's been really fun. I didn't it like really the depends um, on who you're playing. I didn't like the slide pad in the demo. Like I thought that was I I don't know. I wasn't a fan. What do you mean slide pad? You mean the touch screen? No, no, no. The analog stick, like the little analog. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I don't know. The, the analog's fine to me. Um, I, I feel like just the jumping is kind of off. Like when you're jumping up or jumping down, mm-hmm. I guess the analog kind of feels goofy with that because it doesn't register right away. Can you turn off the um, jump is up and then just just map it to a button? You know, I don't know. Because, see, I, I would do that probably because I would want my up to be like an up strike and not... I don't know. I, I it's, it's just weird. I I don't I don't want to press up to jump with an analog stick. That's just my opinion. Well, also when you're pressing down to like jump down, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. I don't know. It's I don't know. I, 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 I played. I didn't really care for the slide pad on the demo. I I thought it felt clunky. I, I I'll be honest with you. I was thinking feeling the same way. Like I just got it because I wanted to review it for the site, and um I didn't really want to get the game because I didn't want to have to like be able to not play people if you didn't get it but um i'm having way more fun with it than i anticipated that's good yeah i mean it's nintendo i'm sure it's fun but i i don't know if i'm gonna drop 40 i'd I'd rather put that 40 towards bayonetta this friday that's for sure i was having problems with that by the way in the demo What, what were you having problems with the some of the controls were ridiculously stupid no um, you just don't know how like, to play it when i was f- no, I know how to play it fine. I made it all the way to the the dragon that was out the window, or the dragon demon that was in the side of the, uh, I don't know, the glass building, and you're flying through the air and stuff. And for some reason, I was not doing anything to him, and I was dodging all his moves, and I was hitting him, and it kept going on forever and ever. You had to wait till he opened his I, mouth. Yeah, well, I was I was doing that. I know I was playing it, and I don't know if it was like. A glitch that I encountered, or what? But I could not beat him for some reason. I died like four times. Really, it I didn't die once in the demo. Him. It's so good. Yeah. See, neither, neither did I, I think I, I had a glitch, or either that or something's just messed up with the control. Did you play so. Bayonetta one? Absolutely. Then how did you not yeah. rock and the I Bayonetta all... two demo? That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> and the whole I rocked the whole beginning part. The whole beginning part was fine. It was that area. That's why I'm like, yeah. is it bugged? Is give it another it go. Work, so uh, here's like a little hint: stay in the bottom left corner until he opens his mouth. Like because like he he can't hit you in the bottom left corner if you stay down there. All right. That I that's, will give that a try. And and, and, and make sure you're using your witch time, because um. Oh, yeah, for sure. When you, like, just barely dodge and it slows everything down. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. You, you have to basically watch his attacks. He's very, um, he's very controlled in, in, in the fact that he'll, if you watch his moves, like, he'll, like, flash real quick right before he's about to strike and you can witch time him. There's, like, you, you just gotta pay attention to, to what he's about to do and, like, and kind of get his pattern down. Okay. Yeah, I'll give that a try and see what's the hell. Yeah, it's it's really good though. Time. <laughs> I'm really enjoying that game, or at least the demo. Cool, yeah. Okay, well, I'll, I'll move on to what I've been playing. I've been playing some Wii U sure. eShop titles. Um, the first one I'm gonna talk about is Chess O Booty, and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny because when we played Destiny, um, 
Mike and this uh, one of our friends, Brian, we play with. Um, they call me the booty hunter because I'm always out there looking Dog, for chests. Dog, the booty hunter. <laughs> so, yep. so um, you know, it, it, I thought it was comical when the, the game came across my email. And, you know, I, I got to review it. But So, uh, the game's from Wild Main Studios. And it, it originally was on Congregate, which, is that owned by GameStop, Jeff? That website? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's part of their whole little mobile division. Okay, so it, it the game was originally like a free-to-play game on Congregate.com, and it's basically a puzzle game. But the my biggest complaint about the game is that the modes are okay, but there's no really like meat and potato mode. the The game like there's a casual mode which nothing even matters. Like it, it doesn't matter what you score. Basically, you just play and then you stop playing, and it doesn't add up your score or anything. And, and it's just free. To, uh, I don't know. It, it makes no sense to even include a mode like that. Like, at least, like, keep my high score record of, you know, from the time I've been playing. It, it literally doesn't keep anything. You just stop playing casual mode, and that's it. You're done. I, I don't it's know. Like, it, it's like a single-serving type of game, then. Well, like, it would you, be like saying, play here, no... play... Well, kind of. It'd be like, here, play Tetris... But it doesn't matter what your score is at the end, and it do- we're not going to like level you up or anything. You're just going to keep clearing lines, and that's it. And it doesn't even matter why or what you're doing to clear the lines. Oh, so there's there's no real true objective as to why you're doing it. Not not in that mode. Um, okay. I guess it's more of a practice mode. Maybe maybe they should have called it practice mode because to me that would have been a better titled thing for it than casual play see to me casual play would have been like when you reach a certain tier of like points maybe you level up or something you know what i'm saying something like that Mm -hmm. um but the main purpose of the game is you you have like a bin um that kind of looks like just like a big uh rectangle and it has a bunch of coins in it It has um coins that have like uh, one cent five cent ten cent fifty cent and a hundred cent um coins so then basically what you got to do is you got to get them lined up next to each other and then you can using math you kind of add them up into a higher valued coin so you're basically trying to get 500 like 500 dollars basically one so you need to line up 100 or 500 cent pieces next to each other to get a gem so that's like basically your main objective. So you you add up five ones to get a five, then two fives to get a ten, then five. This ten. sounds like too much math. Yeah, it, it's a lot of math, <laughs> but but you can throw away coins and you're not penalized and get new ones. So you can just oh, okay. hit the B button and toss them, and then you you'll it'll just bring in some new ones. So there's like no penalty to doing that. Um, the better mode oh, okay. I played in there was they have a versus mode where you have to basically speed to try to get um golden coins and then you are the the gems and then you can use the gems to pay like your your crew but you, you don't really see them but you just like basically click a button and it, it, it attacks the other player and you attack them three times and you win so that, so that that's the versus mode then um the other mode is the time mode and you get a minute to just score as high as you want and that's it so that that's like the three modes of the game and that's basically the the main objective of the game i, I just felt like I don't know. I think it's only two dollars, but still, it's just like if I could play it for free on the web. I mean, why even spend two dollars to right. to download it on my Wii U? Yeah, and, and unless it's doing something for me that I can't get from that website, like like maybe online multiplayer on the Wii U or something unique with the touchpad, or even you know online leaderboards would have been cool. Like to me, that like online leaderboard sometimes is enough to to warrant a purchase just because it, it gives you that arcade like challenge. 
but it doesn't have any of that. So it, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't enjoy it that much. I, I've definitely played better puzzle games. Right. Um, actually, cool. what was that? Nothing. No, I was going to say, uh, actually, a better puzzle game I, I played and reviewed is the next game I'm going to talk about. Um, I gave Chess Sabuti a 4, by the way. Uh, you can read my review on the site. Um, the next one I gave an 8. It's called Ping 1.5+. Plus. It is an enhanced version of the game Ping. It's just called, I, I don't know if it's Ping 1, but it might be called Ping 1. Um, and that was a mobile game. And that's from the developer Nami Tentu Mushi. <laughs> yes. <Bless you. laughs> Sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And so like the game is um it's like it's you're on a 2D plane but there's like 3D cubes and if you ever played Pong back in the day like you kind of control um a ball that looks like the Pong ball but his name's Ping and you use him and you you want to shoot him to get the uh to get an orange. Basically that's the whole point of the game you're trying to get the like the fruit in orange. So, um, and then you, you can bounce off the walls, just like in Pong, and you have a certain amount of bounces you have to get to the orange before you, you're, you know, before you you fail. So, like, there might be some, and it'll be like, oh, you have 16 bounces. So, you got to try to to figure out how you're going to bounce this block off the walls before it's 16 times to get to, to get your goal. And then there, there's a bunch of, like, there'll be, like, moving bars that'll block you and, uh, you know, and other stuff in the levels that'll block you from getting there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, then you're also, like, you're also ranked on if you how fast you can get it there. So, like, say, for instance, that level with 16, well, you'll get three stars if you can do it in eight. You get, you know, um, two stars if you can do it in, like, 13. And then if you could do it in, like, you know, 15, you get three star or one star. So it's it's kind of like it has like a little ranking system like that. Um, I thought the really cool thing about the game was is they had a lot of levels that like were homages to to older games like from the Atari generation or the, even the Nintendo. They had a Mar- uh, like a level that looked like the Mario Castle with like a pipe behind it. Um, there there was like one of the boss battles is kind of like Missile Command. I don't know if you guys ever played that game. I'm sure you have. Yeah, Missile Command. Stuff. Yeah, so so yeah, basically what you'll do is you, you're using they, they basically give you like ten thousand um, shots with the ping ball just just to basically say infinite shots and as the, as the missiles come down to try to hit the um, that little houses at the bottom you basically have to shoot the ping and, and blow them up so and it, so you're constantly like shooting it at the missiles as they're coming down so it's kind of cool and that's like a boss battle each each of the twelve levels has like a boss battle level that kind of mixes it up. Um, yeah, and and that's basically the the most like meat and potatoes of the game is just, you're just playing through. You that pretty much said it was a complicated game. I think I re- remember reading that in your review. It like kicks your butt really hard. Oh yeah, it's it by the by the fourth level, it's just ridiculous. Like like um even the uh, I I was I follow the um. Uh, the developer on Twitter, and he was like, he, mm-hmm. he said he would be surprised if someone completed all 12 levels. Like, it's that hard. It's that brutal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool, though. But, I, and, and I, when I say 12 levels, there's there's eight levels in a boss fight in each, like, world, or whatever you want to call them. So, that, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's okay. over 100 levels, so, and, and, and it gets really, really brutal in some of the, some of the, um, parts. But it's 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 really fun. I actually enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was surprising how good it was. Um, 
Yeah, cool. it, I, 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 I was like, when I first got it, I'm like, eh. So the first the first couple levels, I'm just kind of like, oh, this is all right. But then by the time you get to, like, World 3, you're just like, wow, this game's, like, really, really good. And it's just, it, it, Yeah, it's amazing how that happens, right? Oh, yeah, well... <laughs> I, I always find it nice to be pleasantly surprised by a game, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this. And you're like, oh, wow, this is actually really fun. I love this. Yeah, and, and sometimes, <laughs> it, like, like, with that game, to me, it didn't get fun until the difficulty started ramping up. Because, like, when you're just, like, shooting it, and you're like, boom, right on the orange and like two hits you're like okay well yeah and then like yeah. and then it starts ramping up time. and then you, you have to like actually use your brain and you're like okay this is getting really good now <laughs> <laughs> but so that's what i've been playing so we'll go uh, move over to jeff all right um i'll start off with a, a psn title it's on the ps4 it's a i think I, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly i think it's nidhog um nidhog, yeah, nidhog however you want to say it um i I did the review on this, and I pretty much put it out there saying that this is, like, the epitome of what Atari games looked like. The only thing is, this has way more animation involved, so there's, there's you know, it's more high-tech than the Atari could actually handle. But um, this goes back to that whole saying that graphics, you know, they don't really make a game. What makes the game is the gameplay and whether it's fun. And uh, I, I found this game to be extremely fun, very challenging all at the same time, too. Uh, the level structures are very similar to, like, the old-style si old uh, side-scroll Prince of Persia games. And, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever played any of those, but those are very challenging on themselves, as it is. So, um, hmm. but anyway, it's... You, you, you're a single-colored character, and you run around with a sword... And there's another character on the other side, and the whole point is to pretty much destroy them, like kill them, make it to the next screen. But if you're not quick enough, they respawn, and they can kill you right away. Now, um, I also put in my review that if this game was released back when Atari was, was released or whatever, the ESRB would have uh, been around by then, because... <laughs> When you stab them, there's so many pixelated blood spurts everywhere. <laughs> and it's it's like, I mean, it's not like red, but it's the color of your character. So if your character's green and, like, you just got stabbed right in the face, it's it's not even just, like, a quick little stab. Like, he, it's they're digging into your face, your pixelated face. And there's, like, it's just saturating the screen and the, and the ground. So, but um, it's it's very challenging. There's... Four different types of worlds and areas, like, you know, whether you're in the clouds, the woods, or um, and stuff like that, and, like, castles. Um, I mean, it, it, it's more fun if you're playing with friends. It's one of those local co-op type of games where you'd prefer to sit with, you know, your friends and have, like, a tournament ladder-type match and uh, just go at it to see if you can kind of joust each other out. Um, and I, I know they added an online mode on this, and I tried it, and... I could not connect to one person, and I I read online. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a real bummer because I was wanting to see exactly how good some people are because you can throw your sword, and you know just trying to be dirty. But and if you miss and like they don't have a sword either, you can start punching each other. Then you reach down and like literally snap their neck. So it's it's <laughs> like really not a very you know it's it's very violent for like a very pixelated game. But um, like sure. I said, though, like I, I read online and a lot of other people were having issues. I think it might have been coded uh, incorrectly, I guess, so they couldn't get the online to work properly because I think it was on PC as well, and they're having the same problem. So I'm hmm. not sure. 
Well, we'll have to keep an eye on it and then report back next podcast. Oh, definitely. And see if they fix yeah, the like, patch. Yeah, like I still play it from time to time because it's it's nice for a good laugh. And it also um, actually had a famous, I guess, music artist. Uh, I don't know how to say their name. They're Daedalus or Daedalus, however it is. Um, yeah, sure. they they actually <laughs> wrote all the music for it, and it's all dynamic. So if there's a lot of stuff going on on the screen, oh, cool. it's constantly adjusting to what's happening. So it makes it more immersive, I guess you could say. That's pretty. That's pretty intuitive. It, it, that sounds different. Like so, the music it is always just different depending on what you're doing. Exactly. Like like for example, if you keep dying and or like say the the uh, other guys because the whole point is to go from left or right like you're on the left hand side so your your goal is to go all the way to the right like four screens over pretty much and then you're done with the game or like the level mm -hmm. the the opposing enemy is supposed to go all the way to the left and if as they keep going farther on the next screens over the music starts like increasing and like you know being very dramatic and you know it kind of it, it builds <laughs> tension that's what it does it's a very good sure. tension building sound so and then I have to say this, um, it's not really a spoiler of anything, but when you actually finish a level, it's the weirdest thing. It says winner, and there's all these people in stands, like, standing up <laughs> cheering, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, there's this huge, giant, pinkish worm thing with big eyeballs that comes and eats you real quick. <laughs> it, 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 That's it makes no sense whatsoever. So... <laughs> But it's it's it must be an it might be an inside yeah game. I don't know it <laughs> might be but um it's from the company uh, Messhoff um I don't think they've you know I'm not sure what else they've really made but um it's a very good game is that the Nid the Nidhog yeah yeah that's Nidhog no I'm just saying is that maybe the thing that oh. eats you called that's the Nidhog. you know what that that might be I'm not sure but <laughs> but it, it's sounds fun. yeah it's <laughs> it's definitely a fun game though and I'd say you know check it out it's definitely worth a try. Definitely. And plus, I'd prefer people to get it anyway, so I have more people to actually try to play online against. So, um, and then the other game I was playing is actually a pretty big title. It's, uh, in a, you know, from Focus Home Interactive. It's uh, Sherlock Holmes, Crimes and Punishments. Um, the developer was actually Frogwares. And from what I understand, they've actually made a lot of Sherlock Holmes games. And I think this might actually be number seven in the series of the games they've made. Oh wow. Um, oh wow! Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was like researching it up. But um, it's it's actually it's a full sixty dollar retail game, whether you get it digitally or you know by disc. And it, I, I was like, man, that seems like a lot to charge for a Sherlock Holmes game. It kind of seemed like a PSN maybe twenty dollar title to me. But then once I actually turned it on and started playing, it has that sixty dollar quality. That's for sure. Like they took their time. That's yeah, they good. took their time with this game. It's not, you know, like, you can't just speed through um, cases, like a murder cases or anything. It's, it's, you have to literally inspect every inch of the premises to, to make sure you're not missing clues that could actually push towards another person that could be the, the uh, you know, the, the suspect. You have to talk to as many people as you can to get their insights, notice if they're perspirating. It has kind of a system kind of like L.A. Noir. But I think it's not as annoying as L.A. Noir's system, where you have to literally be <laughs> right on and be perfect, whether you know they're doing the right, um, I guess, gestures. But with these, it's more of just trying to notice if it's, you know, if they're guilty or not, or if the information they're giving. Do you, you actually talk to them like that and have prompts that are like, yeah, I don't trust them, or keep well, keep questioning them, or etc. Yeah, there, there's points where you can actually. Um, 
because you can ask, there's like a couple different options you could ask as you're going through. And when you ask other things, it could pop up other key points that you might want to talk about. Or say if after you've talked to them, say you go and inspect other stuff around the scene and then you're like, hey, I want to ask them about that. Them options will be there to ask that person about that if they understand. Like, do you, do you remember them having this? Oh, why nice. was that missing? Do you, do you have any reason as to why anybody would want to take that? You know, or, or whatever they could, whatever the reason being. Um, another thing too is, like, you actually will be able to notice everything on their body, whether what they're wearing like a cross or, you know, a certain type of clothing or or anything, or if their hands are dirty or scuffed. And then what you do is at certain points you can. If it's like, uh, I guess, QuickTime events, kind of. As long as you're quick enough and you can press the button, you jump into a different mode where you can actually get into a more personal experience with the... Uh, kind of reminds me of that one uh, PlayStation title. Was, was it like Rain or something like that? Heavy Rain? Yeah. yeah it, it's kind of like that where you're... in Kind of similar to that, but not, not, as, um, not as extreme as Heavy Rain, I guess. But, oh, okay. But, um... But when you're on the actual crime scenes, it's extremely detailed on how you can investigate because you're Sherlock Holmes, of course. So you, yeah. you can see. You yeah. have to be able to see everything. There, there's a mode. <laughs> it's called like uh, Sherlock Vision. And when you get into that mode, nice. you can actually see stuff that nobody else can. You could you could notice dust not in a spot where somebody took something. Or you can notice that this blood on this knife is actually not from the person that's dead or you know what I mean? Like you notice all these different things that nobody else can. That's yeah, cool. So it, it gives it a different insight. And, um, is there a button to, um, to grab your mustache <laughs> and twirl your mustache? <laughs> well, he actually doesn't have a mustache. So, Oh, that's blasphemy. <laughs> but, but, um, some of the other characters do and stuff. So <laughs> they have those. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. But, but you can actually, you can change your outfits with Sherlock Holmes depending on the case whether you want to be like kind of undercover type, um, like sporty Sherlock or or classy Sherlock. Yeah, kind of like that. Like you know, more casual or more business or more pleasure, whatever you want. You know, there's. Di- I'm gonna have to check this out. This sounds fun. Yeah, it definitely is, and one of the coolest things about it, I personally think, is just there's there's multiple ways to solve the crime. There's about three to six, I think. I think it's like that, um, something like that, like different types of uh, outcomes. And then there's about six to ten different endings per case. So hmm. you you can choose to make this person guilty or not and, and further the investigation. So you can make one case last anywhere between like an hour to three or more, depending on how much you want to dig into this case. So it's not... You know, it's not like very simply like they don't hold your hand through it and it's not very easy to just go through because they, they want you to create a morale system, too. So you can choose to execute the criminal or let them live in jail or whatever. And upon doing so, it actually creates, um, I guess, a morale situation with other characters later in the game. Um, you know, like, like oh, yeah, wow. like they'll be like, I can't, you know, like they'll, they'll have a different feeling towards you, I guess, if you're more harsh and you... If you're like, let's kill them. Exactly. <laughs> like, if you if you pretty much execute all the criminals, you know, upon conviction, then they look at you as, like, you're just a very, you know, kind of dirty type of person. They remind you you're not Batman, you're Sherlock Holmes. It, exactly. So, but I was actually very <laughs> surprised with the game. It, it was a lot more than I expected. And I think uh, Frogwares did a very good job creating this type of atmosphere nice. and uh, a very in-depth uh, mystery investigation type game. So. 
Very cool. Yep. And that's pretty much what I've been playing. Cool. Um, Ant, do you want to hop into news? Yeah, let's definitely we'll talk about some news. Um, let's let's start with the uh, Xbox One November update first. All right, Jeff. Yeah. Um, that update. I mean, obviously Microsoft's been throwing updates left and right for their system. Every month, there seems like there's a new update. There's a new update. Because uh, I guess there's I so wish many. PlayStation things. would get on that boat. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, they do one like every quarter, yeah, right? <laughs> at, at least, at least Microsoft is actually um, touching base and and you know appealing to their fans and creating things that they want. For example, people love the custom uh, backgrounds they used to have on the 360. They wanted the customization on the Xbox One, and so now in November, we're going to be able to do that. You can, you know, take a picture of your family, whatever you want it to be. You could post it as your background. Um, it could be custom themes kind of thing. I, I don't know if there's going to be anything where you can buy them from the Microsoft store, but I do know one cool thing is like, say there's a, an achievement you've been trying to get and you finally get it. There's always an artwork for each achievement you get on the Xbox one. And you can actually create that as your background kind of as bragging rights of people you know, come and look at your profile and stuff like that. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, that's cool. There's, the yeah, 3DS there's also has themes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, actually. I I mean, I know you have to pay for some of them, but the ones you get for free, I think, are pretty cool anyway. Yeah, I want the uh, wooden Mario one. Yeah, that one actually looks pretty sweet. But um, another thing that was I, I think is actually a big improvement, in my opinion, on the Xbox One update is going to be the store improvements, where they actually take all the pages and I, I know you have an xbox one Mike, so you could probably vouch for this too mm-hmm. how the store is kind of very unorganized it's just you know it's kind of like a bunch of like little panels of games and it's like new releases here this whatever i guess they're gonna make it to where um it's easier to navigate to find exactly what's going on and there's also going to have a section where it's like oh well this is very popular among your friends like here's what everybody else has been buying or playing and it's going to have go through all this whole different scenarios i guess Try, try to, I guess, make it easier to, to handle instead of having so much stuff you have to go through. Because I know trying to find a game, you have to go through so many different areas in the store just to get to it sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it flows well. Exactly. So, they're yeah, they're trying to, to fix that, I guess. So I think that's about the... I, well, that's good. Yeah, because it's been really annoying. I feel the opposite way with the PlayStation. I feel their store's good, but I feel like their home screen's awful. Yeah, exactly. Because like they're, like they should have folders. Just like we're complaining about the <laughs> Wii U, Be- because I have so many games on my PSN line. Like if I want to play a game, I have to scroll so far to the right; it's just ridiculous. And I, I just think they they need to come up with some sort of a, you know, I, I guess to to make it more confined. But, but anyway, so that, oh, that's man. pretty much the gist of the Xbox One update. I mean, there's a couple other things, but I think the ones I talked about were more, you know, more worthy of talking about. So. Yeah, folders is really nice. Now, just just thinking about my Wii U, and I mean, as <laughs> sexy as folders can look on your screen, that's about what my screen looks like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sweet. Um, you want me to talk about the new DLC for Aliens? Yeah, and we'll talk about that, and then All we'll right. talk about um, Resident Evil. Oh yeah, Resident let me Evil. let me talk about this super quick, and then I'll let you jump on that. Um, so on October 28th, um, there's going to be a DLC that's released, uh, called Corporate Lockdown. Uh, 
we'll see. It, I mean, basically, it focuses on um, an executive, a Sikhson executive. That's uh, what's his name? Um, a ransom, I think. Uh, and he pretty much is swiping more classified data uh, and trying to make his uh, escape uh, off the um, the actual what's it called? The ship. I don't know. The ship, <laughs> I guess, to the other ship, which the Torrens or whatever. Um, so pretty much, and obviously one thing leads to another, and aliens show up, blah, yeah. blah, blah, and it's going to be awesome. Isn't there going to be, like, new so, weapons and stuff, too? I believe so, yeah. And cool. I think that if you have a season pass, you'll you'll get it. Um, it actually has it in there, because there's four other DLCs that, that are going to follow this one. So will you be getting um, it and uh, posting videos of this? Oh, hell yeah. Good man. Yes, Sweet. I am. I'll be yeah. looking forward to watching those. Um, yeah, I just live oh, yeah. cheaply through watching Mike play video games. It's a nice habit. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Plus, we get to hear him scream. Uh, yeah. It's okay, though, yeah, because you, as you soon as the PS4 update comes out, I can make him connect to me, and then I can play his game for free while he watches me play his game on his system. So it'll be great. Yep, for... Yeah, that's true. I can be like, hey, beat this part. I'm too scared. And, be like, All right. <laughs> and then I'll be like, I'm too scared too. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's too funny. Um, But yeah, man, uh, that that's, pr- that's pretty much so it. What's your thoughts cool. on Re- Resident Evil Revelations 2 being seasonal content? Well, I I don't know. I really don't know. So, cause... What, so what do you mean by that's... seasonal content? Like, is it going to have like Christmas theme stuff where like uh, the T-virus is running after you in a Santa hat? I mean, is that what you mean by seasonal content? I wish because I, you know, I could use I could use a good laugh when I'm playing that game, but um, it's it's gonna be more episodic. I guess that's the word to use. Episodic. Um, well, gonna be... is it gonna be kind of like how Walking Dead is from Telltale, where yeah, they release it in like five episodes a season or something like that? Yeah. Well, no. There's gonna be pretty much, from what I understand, there's there's four there's four episodes or something. Four. And, um, four so um and and it's 24.99 to pre-order them or it's 5.99 a piece now if you do the math it's actually more if you buy them as a bundle and i was like why is that you know it's like 99 cents more if you buy them you know like uh i guess in a bundle well apparently they said it's worth it because you get more stuff and um, I guess unlockables and content if you buy the pre-ordered bonus. Like you get raid modes or something, which they haven't explained what that is really. Um, and, and I guess mm-hmm. with the, the way it starts, because it, it's supposed to release in February, I believe. Sorry about that, everybody. We and... had uh, technical difficulties. Um, we're back now, so we're just going to sum up our final thoughts on Resident Evil Revelations 2 being seasonal content. We'll pick up with... Uh, what's your final thoughts on that, Jeff? All right, what, what I was pretty much uh, going at is... it's. I don't know how it's really going to play out simply because it's it's going to be four episodes and I guess they're going to be at weekly intervals. So you're not going to have to wait like a month for one and a month for another um, from what they've said. Um, and they're supposed to leave cliffhanger endings. So it's, you know, wanting you to play the next one, of course, which that's the way any episodic content should be. And it's supposed to play just like Resident Evil Revelations, the first one. So I don't know how it's going to do. I, I don't understand. I, I understand why people are going to this whole episodic type feel because you know like i don't know (laughs) yeah and i i don't want to i don't want to bring up destiny because we talk about we've talked about that till we blew in the face but here's the here's the issue where episodic content and new content like that kind of runs its problem 
Um, I, I think we're all kind of at the point where we're just kind of like, well, we still want to do the raid, but we're just all kind of sick of Destiny. I mean, we've done every single strike probably mm-hmm. eight times, maybe more than that. And it's, it's just like we're playing through the same content over and over again. Um, I, I think you kind of, and, and then the thing is, is like, to me, the video game industry is kind of like a what's new, what's hot kind of thing. And if you're still releasing episodic content for your game and people have moved on, it's not going to sell. Yeah, That's exactly. my issue with it. No, well, the episodic content will keep being released and no one will play it. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and exactly. So so everyone's going to buy the first episode or the second episode, and then once they don't care about it anymore because Smash Brothers came out or Evil Within came out or whatever the biggest title, yeah. the big title of the time is. Well, it's like a lot of people are pissed that they're able to see that content that it's done, and they're like, well, why just didn't you give it to us you know, in the first place, when we paid sixty bucks for it. Oh, game. but but Bungie's and a bunch of those... uh, uh, they're a bunch of thieves, man. I, I I swear. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of content they could have gave us because that game was really short. Uh, yeah, right? it, it is. T- it's too and short. It kind of boasted. It kind of boasted to be like really large and expansive. And I mean, it has the opportunity to with all the solar systems and planets and everything like that. And I just feel like they could have gave us a lot more content and then expanded like a different planet for every DLC. Yeah, my I mean you my know? issue is all the all the content they're going to be releasing takes place on the same maps we've been playing. Like like that just exactly. ridiculous. Exactly. It's just it's yeah, going to all feel they do recycling. is change a lot of the bounties so. the way they're set up. That's all they do. Yeah, I, we don't have to keep talking about that. It makes me mad. So yeah, I, it's I, like they shouldn't be doing that with Resident Evil. I don't I know if they seasonal content's the, content. the way to go. I, I just, I don't know. Not for I, a I think, Evil I think game. for an adventure game, I could see it working, but not not a, a horror survival type game. Sure. Yeah, it's. I think I think DLC. I think right now for the model of DLC, I think Nintendo's kind of the people like you know they're late to the game, but I think they kind of waited and I think they do it right. Um, Mario Kart. They're doing it right. Yeah, they're giving you stuff you want. Exactly. They, like they're giving you extra characters, extra levels, extra you know just it, it expands your your gameplay and what yeah. you currently have in a positive way. And you it, if you don't have it right now, it doesn't impact the full game of what they gave you. It's just added content that's added value that's like sweet. I yeah, like that. And it's that, it's well you know? priced added value. Exactly. Like I, I just I just picked up the um well, the yeah. Hyrule Warriors DLC. Like I I just went ahead and got the whole bundle of it. Um and and I think it's it's awesome. Like it unlocks a whole entire new um legend mode, you know, where you you get a story mode of um Sia or however you say her name. So you actually get to play as her through a storyline, and uh, you get like oh that's cool yeah and you get a mm-hmm. new master quest type adventure mode map which is really cool. Was that in the was that in this this, this uh, last one that came out last week that Sia yeah ab- legend yeah mode? absolutely it is. Oh so, re- uh, dude I gotta get that then yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that was in there I thought it was just the master quest rules. No 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 it's it's like five new legend uh, worlds like or levels and and it it branch like that's awesome like when you go to the legend part it branches down like on the first level it branches down to one and automatically goes to like the um yeah uh, I guess like the magma caverns or whatever it is and you get to play as her so it's really cool because um you get to actually like I haven't started it yet. But I'm going to assume you get to kind of understand the story behind her, whatever they're doing in the actual Hyrule Warriors story. So I'm wondering if it's like her gotcha. path of how where she's going. Because I, I, I'm. Because you think it's. Go ahead. No, I was saying, do you think it intertwines with um, not Agatha? What's her name? The the uh, Lana. You think it's going to intertwine with her course? I, possibly. I don't see why not. Because it's all around the same area. Yeah. Cause... So. 
Well, they're supposed to be sisters, right? Sia and Lana. Yeah, I, I'm, I think so. Um, like, it, yeah, I think they are. So yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm, I'm anxious to play it, and I, I think it was well worth it because it also unlocked, um, uh, Dark Link, Dark Link or Shadow Link. Yeah. So you can automatically get him, and it unlocked a couple new weapons. I, I got to play with, you know, Epona is the weapon. Remember, like we were saying, we were talking about how, it, yeah. how it played. It's pretty intense, and I think it's kind of a cheat weapon, and I'm going to tell you why, because as you're going, it seems like you can pretty much just attack, 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 and you won't get hit. It's It seems like it's too... I, I guess it's like a beginner weapon, in my opinion. That's just, just how I feel, and, yeah. and Anthony, when you pick well, it up, probably, you can kind of let me know how you feel about it, too. It's probably like that, because it's DLC... And it's probably to help you farm items so that you can level your characters' like abilities up. That's probably what, why they added it well, in there. I, I actually agree with you. It, it's easy to farm because let's put it this way: like, say, say when you're fighting Volga or you're fighting one of the other main guys, as you're going through, you like if you constantly are tapping, like mashing the button. That's all you got to do, and it's like the the uh, combos never stop, and it's like you're air juggling the enemies non-stop. Like, they can be in the air forever. It's no joke. Like, you could... It's, uh... What is, that's crazy. It, it just... It's, that's what I'm saying. Like, it seems kind of like it's a cheap time kind of weapon you can use. Like, I still prefer the sword or the fire rod or some of the other weapons you can get through the other characters. But I, I still think for DLC, I'm not going to argue with it because it's still pretty fun to use. I'm not going to lie. Well, uh... The cool thing is, is I didn't buy the DLC yet, but there was free DLC that came out the, on the same day. I got, um, you can play as Wizro, you could play as Sia, and you could play as, um, the Vol- Volga. So, like, and that was free. So th- yeah, that's exactly. cool too. So they have paid for and free content yeah, that they're giving you. I, I totally agree because you can use those mm-hmm. in. Uh, and you know what's cool too is when you actually get the, um, like the DLC when you get the Master Quest DLC and they got the the adventure map, it actually adds things to do like like use some of those characters for example like use Volga or Seer or whatever and you can actually unlock special different things. So I think that's cool. Oh, that's cool. And you know what I, I didn't even realize? Like say you're playing it and I'm playing it, we're on the same type of map. It'll have your character there, and I didn't realize if we're online together, I can actually help you in that level where we where I guess like I get more items. I didn't realize that. I saw it on oh, like cool yeah on a, on a loading yeah on a loading screen. Oh, really? It showed me yeah even, even if, if you're not connected. I guess because as long as you're friends, it'll it'll have like the guy on there. Apparently, like maybe it was like where he left off or something. You know, I I don't know. So, oh, that's cool. That, that's something. I'm, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I know only know. So in uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I was in. Like, go ahead and finish your talk. Cause I was in my phone. Yeah, I was just gonna say you know um. I only noticed it in the loading screen. It actually said, oh, by the way, if your character is this, 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 you know, it makes the level harder if he's a high level in there, but you'll get better items. And I was like, what? So I didn't even realize that that's, that's how I found out. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, th- that game's really deep. There's a lot of stuff on there that you wouldn't get unless you like looked at the help menu. Oh yeah, pretty much. It, and there's oh, so much hidden content but, um, within so- each level too. Oh yeah, definitely. So what what I was going to move on to, and it's not really moving on too far from it, because we're still going to talk about Hyrule Warriors, is uh, Nintendo announced today that they're going to have a, um, add Amiibo support for the Link figurine, which I'm hoping that also turns into the Ganondorf, um, Sheik, and Zelda figurines later on down the road. 
because all three of them, well, all four of them would be in Smash Brothers. Oh, so absolutely. There'll be figures for all four of the characters. Well, yeah, depending on what it does. Too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not sure what it's gonna do. Maybe you know what I was thinking would be really cool. Well, you can get your character in Hyrule Warriors to level 50. That's the cap. Well, what's the cap in Smash Brothers? Mm-hmm. I thought it was this. Sure. level 50. Yeah, so maybe if you level your Hyrule Warrior character up to 50, you can move over Link as already a level 50 into Smash Brothers. Oh, that would be cool. Or, or even at least level, t- if you have him maxed out in Hyrule Warriors, maybe you can move him over as like a 25. Like, that would be cool. Like, just a faster way to, to level him up. But, I, you know, it's cool that they're going to support Hyrule Warriors. Well, it's letting you capitalize on the time investment you've already made in him on a different game. Yeah. So it would make sense to carry over, you know, or vice versa. Like, you played a lot of them in Smash, and you bring it, you just purchase Hyrule Warrior, and you use your amiibo on that, and boom, well, like, now he's level 30, because you're level 30 in I Smash think, Yeah, th- to me, at this point, there's no reason Nintendo shouldn't have amiibo support in every single one of their games. Exactly, because it, uh, it's such and, an open-ended... Well, yeah, it also it also begs the question of exactly what they're doing, too, because that's just and, one and facet And Hyrule Warriors wasn't even announced, know? like... We didn't even know. No one knew that it actually was able to be coded with that. So it's it's really cool that they came out and say, "Oh, by the way, check this out." So, well, they have a whole system and plan that they've they've had for like a you while know on be the awesome? titles they're releasing and amiibos and how they're going to affect them. What if so. they went and backpatched a bunch of their games that are already out, like Mario 3D World? Oh man, or, that'd be awesome. Um, New Super Mario Brothers. They can. I mean, the the you know the the thought of that is like it's it's limitless really yeah, for, they can go back and do a lot of stuff for example like say say you have your mario character and like oh well, if you connect with your mario 3d world which we never said it would but and if you have so many stars or if you got all the stars it, it like level can level your character up so many levels or something you know what i mean something simple or or whatever it could yeah, be yeah it makes but... them stronger in smash brothers or or even you know like uh, or or even whatever they're going to plan on doing later on down the line in in Mario Kart cuz exactly. you know there's still the compatibility mm-hmm. coming in Mario Kart so it's yeah, it's almost it's limitless what they can do and I'm really anxious to know how these are going to work out like I I hope it's very successful for Nintendo I really really do well, it, I, I think I think what they're trying to capitalize on, and I was talking to Mike about this earlier, is I think they're trying to get the fringe players that are like, okay, well, I'm playing Smash Brothers, I, you know, I'm gonna go out and, and you know, it's gonna sell eight, eight million copies or whatever. I'm I'm just making a number up. So you got eight million people sitting there with the game. Um, you know, it, even if even if half of those people buy an amiibo, so I, I have a Link amiibo now. Oh, it works on Hyrule Warriors. I think you automatically kind of get them interested in picking up another title. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I think it, it'll well, successfully do that. depending on what it does. What was that? Yeah, depending on if there's a benefit of it. Well, I, and I don't even think the benefit needs to be super, like, like this great benefit. I, I think it even, I, I think if it's just something even little, that as uh, as it unlocks weapons to start off with or something oh, like I, that, I think people are, are just more inclined to get it because people will go to GameStop to pre-order something for just a, like a, a silly little weapon. That, that, I mean, and, and that's like, well, yeah, as long as there's something, I think. But, like, to have somebody want to go out and buy, like, another $50, $60 game for, you know, for what? Like, for well, one no, I, I honestly... It's, like, it, I think there has to be, like, a better incentive. And I think there will be. I think it, it, there will be some cool unlocks, whether there's level unlocks or, you know, extra outfits or weapons, like you said, um, and stat carryover or stat stacking or something like that, you know? Um that would all make it worth it because it, what they're trying to do, I think, is, is just add more gaming value to the to um, 
their platform so that if you're spending a lot of time in one thing, it feels like Nintendo they they value you being a customer and, and wanting to play their games and they're rewarding you for it. Yeah. You know, by purchasing more. Yeah, like I'm I feel like yeah. I'm looking you know? forward to them. I mean, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm gonna get a couple here and there and spread them out so I'm not like throwing down a bunch of money at once. Shit, and if even if it's even if it winds up that they're a bust and they're stupid, oh, yeah, at well, least they're at cool. Le- they look cool, and I have, least I have yeah, to yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. They're, they're well made, you know? so so um, they're well made. Yeah, they're not like cheap and cheesy made. They're actually the package is really cool. The detail on the figures themselves honest, are pretty cool. Even so. if they didn't have <laughs> NFC support on them, I probably would still be a sucker and buy them anyway because I'm a big Nintendo sucker and big little mini figurine statue sucker too. <laughs> and that well, that's what they're capitalizing on. And too. I wouldn't. They want people that love collecting things and love the Nintendo universe and want. Yeah, I, I probably wouldn't spend thirteen. I'd probably spend eight on them if they weren't NFC. But the fact that they're NFC and they're going to be integral into well, not integral. I, I, I think I'm using that word a little too loosely. But yeah. they're they're going to be add-ons to all these different games. It is yeah. is um I, I I think that's a that's definitely a selling feature. The only you know I, I was thinking because I was looking at their lineup next year earlier, and I'm like I I hope they could somehow squeeze a Splatoon character into Smash Brothers and and release an amiibo for that i i think that'd be really cool i think it would because then it would build an interest for the Maybe. new title depending on the popularity of the title they could do that so. well i i here's the thing is is i i, I don't know how the popular title is going to be but why not start promoting it by putting that character in smash brothers like if that's a cool character in smash brothers then people would be like oh you know hey i'll try splatoon that character is cool in smash brothers I don't know. Maybe they're thinking of it like in a reverse way that Smash Brothers is a large franchise that they don't want to like put games that aren't going to be popular in it. Well, but the, but look at it this way: like you got um, Shulk from uh, Xenoblade. I mean that they're kind of like promoting X next year, like in, in a way by having him in there. Yeah, but that game's a classic game. Well, like that's been proven its popularity it, it, for a one while. Game in the franchise. I mean, like the, the, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, it's out already, but like yeah. the thing is, is like Splatoon was such a hit in in on in E3 last year, and everybody enjoyed playing it. At that you know that wrote up about it on in you know from playing it at E3. I think like it's it's worth the gamble to to take. I mean, it's get people familiar with the characters before the game comes out, and I, I guarantee you that's going to equal better sales. Yeah, I'm not sure about the. St- I yeah, I have to see the game first. Like, yeah, multiplayer was fun, but what's the single player content well, like? Who cares as long as the multiplayer is good? Do Do you play single player Call of Duty? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I do. You're You're the minority man. Because I hate the douchebags that play the multiplayer. What was that? <laughs> I said because I hate the douchebags that that play the multiplayer, <laughs> so I buy it for the single player story. Oh, you, you hear him when he's calling me, Mike? Oh. See how- or Jeff? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but okay. So Both let's y'all. go on to our. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, actually, one more thing. Yeah, Sma- last bit. Smash Brothers direct on Thursday, incoming, six o'clock. Yep. Be there, be square. Oh, we'll be oh, there. Oh yeah. And we'll see what's. I, if I have time on Thursday, we might have to do a special edition podcast about what's on there. But I probably won't have time on Thursday, so I, I don't, we'll probably talk about it next Tuesday. Yeah, I probably won't have time either. I, I think they're gonna release that whole stage builder that's been leaked, and that whole um, yeah, the board game. Exactly. Now that board game kind of interests me. I'm mm-hmm. wondering if it's gonna be like 
like a version of Mario, uh, like a Mario Party. Like that'd be really cool, in my opinion. And then you you fight it out instead of like you know having other little mini games. Or... Yeah, with different rules. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then whoever can win that wins. Yep. Like that that could be really really fun. Especially if it's online. Can I bring up? Especially if it's online. um, Other news. No, you can't bring up anything, Mike. (laughs) I'm bringing it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because Nintendo's going to be releasing the Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire um, playable demo on November 7th. It's, yeah, yeah, it's nationwide. But I am. But you are you have to jump some through some hoops to get it. Yeah, what hoops? Because the official launch is the, the 21st. So this is what Nintendo said, at least. There's going to be, like, probably over, or over seven different methods to get it. Um, from November 7th to November 13th, uh, a bunch of movie theaters and game retailers are going to have it, and we'll be giving out codes um, at no charge. They'll, it'll be free. But you have to find them on the Nintendo site. Um, for people that are challenged to go in public and try to seek these things out themselves, you can get it online uh, through purchasing Pokemon Art Academy in the 3DS eShop um, or Pokemon Puzzle Challenge or the Pokemon Trading Card Game. Nice. And, yeah. I think Pokemon Art Academy is coming out. Yeah, and then the Pokemon Puzzle Challenge comes out November 6th, and the trading card game, I believe, is November 13th. Yeah. It's on the 13th. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. That's going to be fun. Hopefully, we can get our codes to play. Yeah. Do you know what the demo is going to be like? No, not really. I'm not sure. It's probably going to be... fully playable, so I assume it's not going to be too cheap. Yeah, it's probably going to be like play your way through a gym. Like, I, I can't imagine them doing much more than that. I would assume so. Yeah, I don't think they're probably going to have, like, the actual f- full game, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's just a gym to, to see the new mechanics, maybe see a few uh, new Pokemon. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. In my opinion, yeah. at least. There's not any other news, is there? Nope, but we do have a question. What was that? A reader, reader mail. Oh, reader yeah, that's mail. right. Read or mail. Let us know what is the question. It is. And who is it from? It's from Holly, and she asked us if we've ever skipped class or work or school to get a game or go play a game. <laughs> I would have to say yes. I'm I gonna have. actually I say have no. School. <laughs> I've skipped. I've skipped school before to do that. Because I remember <laughs> me and me and Jeffrey when he was still living here, we would just go before or after school and then just stay up all night <laughs> pretty much yeah oh, okay well it's, i would i would skip a class or something like that in college and do that i mean not really in high school because i'd get yelled at by my mom well she wouldn't let y- me do that here's <laughs> here's the thing like when i was younger is when i was in high school i didn't have money to really go get the the games i wanted at like launch and it, i mean in the in the big systems were like n64 and ps like one at the time the video game industry really wasn't yeah. the wasn't the industry it is now um it's not like you know you, there was no online play or anything like that so it's not like you needed to no. stand in line to be like the best call of duty player um then by the time i was in college they didn't have like midnight releases i don't know they didn't really because <laughs> i remember um when we were in college and the gamecube came out we we reserved it at GameStop and they didn't even do a midnight. Like we had to go like in the morning. Remember that, Jeff? Yeah, it was terrible. 
You know, um, like the, the only yeah, I, 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 well, I'll tell you what we did do. We went to Walmart three days before the launch, and we bought Luigi's Mansion in uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Yeah, we and we did. had them sitting there, and they're like killing us. Yeah, because they were so tiny. Like the discs were so tiny. Yeah, and and, and we had funny. to wait three days with like these cases and the tiny discs there, and we couldn't even play them. It was horrible. Exactly, and um, but like <laughs> I'll I'll answer a question a little bit. I've never called called out of work or anything like that, but I've actually scheduled time off of work specifically for certain games. Like if they would come out, I would I'd be like, oh well, I need this day off or this week off or something like that. And that was back when I used to play Call of Duty a lot. I would actually take like two or three days off. I remember that. I knew it. Back in the that was back <laughs> in the day. That, that was back before I realized this game is. I, I mean, I have to agree with you. Like, I've skipped class before to like go get a release and and play it because, well, I was paying for it, and there were classes I probably just knew exactly what was going on that day. But I've never skipped work, like called in sick or anything like that. I have scheduled time, like like you said, and taken vacation days at the the release. Like if I was doing like a midnight release, and I go to that. Uh, and I will, I'm not too proud to say it specifically for world of world of Warcraft. <laughs> I did that. And I was like, told my boss, I was like, dude, I gotta take a couple of days off. He's like, it's fine. Yeah. Take some personal time. So I did the midnight oh, release and boom, I've been, I them, played the like midnight releases, they get to me now. And I don't know, may, maybe it's, I mean, I don't know if you're the same way, Ant, but like, say I go to a midnight release, I go home. I just want to go to sleep. I don't even think I want to play the game. <laughs> well, yeah, same here. I mean, maybe, I'm, maybe we're just it depends too old. Yeah, I don't know. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the the last midnight release I went to was for the Wii U, and uh, by the time I got home and downloaded the update, I was so tired I that was actually, I don't even think I played I anything. Oh, same here. Okay, the Wii U, I, I fell asleep waiting for the I was, update. Like I passed out <laughs> yeah. while it was updating, and I kept on waking up. I'm like, is it done? Same I here. I was it. like on the couch. I was like, boom! I was out before it finished. So, yeah. It was but annoying. Anyway, I guess that answers <laughs> the question. Yeah, I I just. I don't know, like, I, it's, and, and then I guess, like, I really could never skip work back in the day because I was working at GameStop, so what, what am I going to do? I can't really skip the midnight launch if Ooh. I'm going to be there. No, you were the store man. Yeah, I mean, if I'm going to be there <laughs> working it, I can't really skip it. Um, <laughs> but, I, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, there's definitely, if back in the day maybe like when super metroid was out like i probably would have wanted to skip school but i don't think my parents would have let me but um <laughs> but you know like the, mm-hmm. there's not really anything that's come out since probably ocarina of time that i've been like really 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 excited to play that i like i that i needed to skip class or school over or work yeah i i, I literally played ocarina mm-hmm. of time like five days straight almost like i would wake up play it eat, play it, eat dinner, play it, go to bed. Wake up and do the same thing for like five days straight. I remember I did that. That's sad, Jeff. Oh, shut up, man. So I, I, I did the same thing. <laughs> it, it was so good. I mean, I I just recently picked it up again on my 3DS and I've been playing it on and off. I, I love Ocarina of Time. That game still holds up like in every sense. It's timeless. <laughs> but uh, th- there's there's yeah. other, you know, there's... um. There's, I mean, we played Melee to death, probably. I mean, I, I could probably go look at my GameCube memory card, and we probably put over 500 hours into that game. Man, and you're being we, generous. We, we used to literally play that, over that until, like, 5 or 6 in the morning. I remember I played it with you a lot, yeah. even. 
You know, we should ask Holly that what if she's ever done that before, so she can talk about that on her yeah, podcast. Absolutely. Because I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if she's ever skipped school or work or anything. Send in send in your thoughts. <laughs> yep, yep. Get, get her uh, front code <laughs> and player in Smash Brothers too. Indeed. I will. I'll have to ask about that. Um, I think that's about All it. Right. Guys. That is about it. Have you watched uh, Agents of Shield yet, Mr. Michael? I watched the first episode. Uh, yes. I'm like, I can't even talk to you. I have I'm on. No, you can't talk to me. I'm I'm gonna watch it after I'm we're done with this. Right, tonight, yeah, so. I, I, I want to watch the one tonight. I'm all caught up, Ant. We can talk about that without. Yeah, Mike. I'm all caught up on Once Upon a Time. We'll talk about it next podcast. All right, next okay. podcast. Go do your homework. <laughs> I will do my homework. Don't for skip sure. class. <laughs> now I got to go watch uh, Walking nope. Dead because I didn't get to watch it on Sunday, so I got to go watch this one again. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we have to. Talk I didn't about watch that it either, so I'll, I'll go do my homework. <laughs> gosh darn it! You guys do your homework, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right. Have a good one. See you.